Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman woo! with you here on a Monday morning. That's the man. That's the, the woo of a man whose team is one win away from the NLDS right there. Just Joel and Brian today. Sorry. NLCS. Did you the, say? Did I say DS? I, I said so. winning the NLDS. Oh, winning the NLDS. I, I'm, I don't I'm know what distracted. I said. I'm over here watching highlights. I could have said the wrong out. thing. Don't feel who, bad. Who knows? It doesn't matter. Who knows? Uh, we, I hadn't, I hadn't, had, hadn't, hadn't got to experience a lead in a playoff series in 17 years, Brian. So you're going to have to bear They're fun me. when they happen. Um, I want to thank you guys for joining us here on this Monday morning. Hope you guys had a great bye week and enjoyed some college football. A little stress-free weekend for you. Hope you guys had a good one. Uh, we certainly did. I want to thank all of you for checking us out at supertalk.fm or wherever you get your podcast. We appreciate our listeners, especially the servicemen and women who uh, take care of us out there. And, of course, we want to thank our sponsor, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Uh, this is the week, right? This is the week. It's supposed to happen. It's supposed to happen this week, right? The, the temperature starts to come down this week. Is that is that, is that accurate, sir? Uh Check, check the thunder and lightning viper radar. I mean, for the first time in six months, I, I saw precipitation falling from yeah, the sky this true. afternoon. So I, I'm, I'm thinking maybe that means the weather is a changing. This is also one of my favorite times of year coming up, the time of year where everybody tweets what time it is, and I can't believe it's dark already. Yeah. We're getting we're getting back a week away from that. Yeah, it's seven, it's six forty five. It's already dark. After like the tenth tweet, I get it. Yeah. So, uh, for, for, before we get started, yeah, strange root coffee. I was trying to spend ice cream. Um. Good people. You got something to say? Was it nice? Huh? Was it nice? <laughs> oh, just get over yourself. Was, was it nice? Was it, just rekindling the flame? Was it Was it okay? For one day <laughs> Both only? Both of y'all are pathetic, all right? You're the most jealous two people that ever lived. <laughs> jealous of each other. Jealous. He's all mine now, boss. Plant the seeds of envy, damn it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was fun. It was good. It was fun to do. It actually, was a good podcast. As I told you, actually, listen to the entire thing. I thought it was, thought it was fun. On the way home from Atlanta Thursday night. People and, said and it was it one le- of our funnier podcasts. It was pretty good, yeah. I, I have to say. Yeah. And, and I, I could see, because we probably, I think y'all mentioned this on the show, we probably do have several new listeners, I mean, bigger platform and stuff yeah, since, since then. Like, and, who is this guy? Yeah, some people were probably like, who is who is this? For people that listen to the BNB show, and I was a loyal listener of the BNB yeah. show, that was a lot of fun to listen to. I, I think it was. And, you know. There were, there were probably some people who were like, what is this? And the thing is, when you do stuff like this, every so often you can just be greedy and do something for yourself. Yeah, I mean, and it's you a bye week. You know, we had we somebody... We did the WrestleMania thing. We, we can do things like that. We had, uh, you know, and it's not a complaint against any of you guys. We appreciate every listen that, that that comes in. But somebody was talking about, you know, we talked to Jake and it was football season. So why are you talking... I mean, it's a bye week. You know, I mean, you, I can't... You can't preview the Tennessee game for 14 straight days. I can't just so. call Jake in the middle of baseball season. He lives in Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can do. When you get a chance to talk to the mayor, by gosh, you Super, talk to the Super mayor. Super Talk is a big company, but they don't have an office in Brooklyn, New York. That I, if they do, I'd like to go there every now and then. Yeah, so. no doubt. That said, we, we do want to thank Jake again because I, I really sent him a message. I was like, "Hey, you want to come on the podcast?" And he's like, "Yeah, what day you want me to come?" Like he was all he was all in basically. Uh, he, I mean, he obviously had it on schedule days that he couldn't come, but mm-hmm. he was all in for doing it. So yeah, it's good uh, stuff. Glad glad he did. And I thought it was, yeah, thought it was a great show. All right, today's show, Joel T. Coleman. I did, I did it. I did it. Woo! Uh, Man, that was even loud. That to was a loud one. Yeah, yeah. Was that, that, that stung the ears. Uh, wrote a column in the Start with the Daily News. I want to I expound upon that because he and I are, are in agreement. And it's sort of a things that are true. It's sort of a what's causing all that. We, we normally have that on a Monday. And don't worry, we will discuss who around the nation isn't getting any coffee later. We will do that. That's, our, that's a fun thing to do on Monday. But, uh, Joel, you said it, and uh, I agree with you. 
this is the this is the the crossroads game for Joe Moorhead. This is the most important game of his coaching career on Saturday. Why? Why, in your opinion, is that the case? If Mississippi State goes to Knoxville this weekend and loses this game, outside of just blind optimism, State's going into November probably at three and five with still a a game against Alabama remaining. Yeah. Still a game against an Ole Miss team that just rushed for 400-plus yards uh, against Vandy, you know, running up against your defense in the Egg Bowl. Anything can happen in that game. You lose this game on Saturday, a very realistic scenario of being 5-7 and seven or worse could mm-hmm. be drawn up. I agree. And, look, is there a chance they could lose and then bounce back and somehow beat – you know, A&M or something. I mean, yeah, I, there is no certainty. Because they did it last year. Yeah. There, there, there's no certainties in this thing. Right. They but, lost but, to Kentucky, but they beat A&M and all. But from the outside looking in, Joe Moorhead's already kind of a polarizing figure right now. I'd agree. If you lose this game this weekend against this Tennessee team that lost to Georgia State in week one and since then it's just been basically a crap show ever since, say for, you know, early on in the game against Georgia – you and I were kind of looking at each other like, is this really fixing to happen kind of deal? Um, but other than that, I mean, Tennessee's been a crap show all year. Mm-hmm. You cannot go up there after what you just ran out on the field in Auburn, mm-hmm. lose at Tennessee to drop the 3-3, three and three, then face a schedule coming up that includes A&M, LSU, and Alabama. And I, I don't understand, I don't think that Joe Moorhead would have any confidence left in this fan base, outside of the the blindest homer out there, that he could get the job done if he loses at Tennessee. That's just my opinion. Now, you're, you're, people out there listening are free to have a different one, but this is a game against a team that you should beat, mm-hmm. that you have to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't, you 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 are staring probably at best six and six in the face. Yeah, and there's a chance worse than that. I agree with all that, and. I can I can I can't I have trouble believing that if we could go back a year or a year and some change right you know before Joe Moorhead's first game that you know looking ahead to the schedule that we were going to be at this point that we were going to look ahead to Tennessee into 2019 and say this is this is the crossroads for Joe Moorhead either he moves forward or he's going to take another road and it's not a good one uh, I find that you know, I never would have believed that going back. I think we agree that this will be a game where the suspended suspended guys play. Because you got to have it. Yeah, you got to win it. I think we agree that Garrett Schrader is probably going to be the starting quarterback for this game. I mean, that's who I would run out there. I, I think he's. I think. He, I think. I think at this point, that's his job. I. I, I feel like that's his job. I, I don't know what Joe Moorhead's going to do, and we'll talk to him later today, or, or if you're listening late Sunday night. But we'll talk to him on Monday afternoon, his press conference for the week, and that's going to be one of the questions we ask him. That's it. I think if you ask me here today. I think they will both play in some capacity. It kind of seems like he was hinting at that the other day. During he was, but I think the, the majority of the snaps now need to go to Schrader. Yeah, I mean, I'm because with because he gives you the more the running element that this offense seems to need to move forward. And here's the good news in all this for me: Vegas thinks State's going to win, six and a half point favorite. Mm-hmm. You're a six and a half pay, point favorite on the road. That means in a neutral site, you're a twelve and a half point favorite. It means at home, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's right. I'm right. Uh, it means at home, you'd be a huge favorite. Nobody's got any faith in Tennessee. And I don't have any faith in Tennessee. Right now, if today was Friday when we're doing predictions, I'm putting down Mississippi State to win this game. Yeah. Tennessee is not good. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I will be predicting Mississippi State to win this game. And one thing that has held true throughout Joe Moorhead's short tenure at Mississippi State, 
when he's played good teams, he's struggled. When he's played bad teams, he has dominated. Yes. Now, we may have a little bit of a, a flux in that because I don't think that Kansas State is a good team. Uh, they, have, they have lost two straight now. Uh, but that said, in the SEC, you look at, the, look at the, the teams he beat last year. Auburn was not a good team. A&M was not a good team. They were, they were an average team. Arkansas and Ole Miss were just bad. He pounded them. That's it. That's it. When he's played bad teams, I mean bad teams, the margin has been 30, 40, 50 points. That's what Tennessee is on paper. They are a bad football team. An 11 a.m. kick on the road. There, You and I both know there's not going to be 60,000 people at this game. They're just yeah. not going to be. Yeah, it's going to be a half full Neyland. Yeah, at best. At best. You know, if Mississippi State was 4-1 and one coming to this game, you'd have a chance to have maybe 10,000 people, 10,000 in Maroon at this stadium. Almost taking it over. Everything, to me, looks like State's going to win. But that's why the game is so important. Yes, exactly. This isn't State going up there as an underdog and they've got to find a way to win. This is State's the better football team and they damn well better win. Yeah, and, and if they don't, I'm speaking in generalities here. I know that when I say things like this, there's always people that, we love our dogs, we'll be there no matter what. I understand that. Because quite frankly, I as a as a Joe Blow the fan, I was one of those guys right. that was going to be there, rain, shine, sleet, snow, if they suck or not. I was there. I get it. There's people out there like that. But I'm speaking in general here. If State loses this game, look, there's a lot of folks that are already kind of a little bit detached emotionally, I think, from this football season, even after just what happened at Auburn. If you lose this and drop the three and three, and then you, you know, go to go into that LSU game, I it's LSU, so I guess it depends on game time and stuff, but you play that game and you get drilled, uh, you know, you lose to A and M, you're gonna get towards the back end of this season and you're gonna have a half full Davis Wade in some Well you've already talked about that with uh you know, with Abilene Christian being, you know, the sandwich game between Alabama and Ole Miss, games that most people are going to come to, especially with it's a short week after the uh, the Abilene game to go to the, the Egg Bowl, there's not going to be 30,000 people at that game. It, Even if State puts some things together, you're not going to have a huge crowd. Yes. You know? So you can start drawing up scenarios here if you lose to Tennessee where no one's excited, no one's coming to games, and... Look, we've I've had this discussion on other shows that I've had, um, whether it was with you or with other co-hosts um, on on your networks through the years. Flat out. <laughs> but do fans influence coaching hires and all that whole nine yards? Not they, not completely. No. Uh, the big money folks and all that whole nine yards. I mean, those guys got much more pull. But when folks stop stop coming. And you look around, and, and, and there's a ton of folks not buying tickets and, and stuff emptying up, and there is no excitement and things. The seat begins to warm. Yeah. And I don't, I still don't think there's any scenario where Joe Moorhead is fired this year. Right. I don't, I don't think either. that that's even, I don't, either. I don't think that's possible outside of maybe going, you know, maybe a state doesn't win another game this year. That means Abilene Christian beats you too. Yeah. Maybe if that happens. Yeah, which I, that isn't gonna happen. But that's just it's so highly unlikely. Yeah, look, but but the seat can get really warm, and and if you lose at Tennessee, well, it's how much do you, how much pressure do you want to be under in twenty twenty? That's exactly what this is. Yes, All right. This 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 game determines a lot of how much pressure Joe Moorhead is under at the end of this season. Yes, because if he goes seven and five this year, mm-hmm. he's under no pressure. He's fine. Next year. Yeah, no, I totally seven and five. You go to a bowl game and you find a way to win. That you're eight and five. Yes. 
Hey, everybody's fine. I mean, even if you're seven and five and lose the bowl game, you finish seven and six, people will be ticked off a little bit. But yeah. he's not really coaching for his job next year. I don't right. think. You right. know, there people may see that another way, but I don't think if if you went, you know, if you're seven, if and you're six, seven and five at the end of the regular season, everybody's talking about okay, next year, another year of Garrett Schrader developing, yes. and, and you know, you see who comes back, and everybody's gonna be like, okay, they're gonna, and the schedule's a little easier next year. You know, I mean, you got Missouri coming here. You got to go to Kentucky. Those are winnable games. You know, you got the the swing game of your West schedule is home. The Auburn, A and M, Arkansas games are all because I always chalk up Alabama and LSU before the season. You know, and if you win those, it's just it's not even icing. Yeah. It's like a whole extra cake. Uh, and the in the Egg Bowl, I mean, hell, the last four years I'm rolling through words today. Uh, the last four years, the the visiting team has won. Um, not not saying that's going to happen this year. I'm just saying it's, it's been a trend. State State has proven they can win in Oxford, um, and you don't know. You don't know what's going to be going on on Oxford this time of next year. They seem to be an improving team, by the way. Okay, I'm gonna, we're going to get to that. We'll talk about that. We'll get that a little bit because okay. I, I want to hit on that. Yeah. Thank you, Matt Luke, by the way, for keeping me. Y'all hear this? Y'all hear old Rebel Coleman over here <laughs> cheering for his beloved Rebs on Saturday night for, to, for to keep him from going four down to me because I told you Florida was going to win that football a- game after 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 Florida won that game and I was three down. It wouldn't. It wouldn't want Matt Luke and the Rebels win. Him, it was had, needing the Rebels win. If you had win. called him on Saturday night, his phone would have rang. His ringtone would have been. <laughs> <laughs> he was oh, all man. in the red and blue. Oh man! Um, As such, we're yeah. still we're, we're right where we were. I'm still too no, bad. No, 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 but anyway, roll, anyway, rolling back where we were. But anyway, looking ahead to next year, you, you you feel confident that okay, you can continue to build. All right, and part of you know I get you know I'm not going to put as much blame on Mullen as some people have but it's obvious Mullen's recruiting left some big holes I mean yes. look at look at the That's defensive fair. line look at the receivers Joe Moran has got to fill those holes he's he's got he, he did a good job last year in the o line he's getting some receivers in he's getting some defensive linemen in that can be immediate contributors next year you think he's doing that you know he's recruiting good quarterbacks he's getting he's got a couple of good running backs on I feel confident about the direction that he's going recruiting I feel confident about him as a recruiter he seems to embrace recruiting with some of the previous staff, just you know for a fact it never did. But you gotta have results. You gotta have wins, you know, and especially coming off a season, we talked about this, that you know, you feel like last year was disappointing. You can't have back to back disappointing seasons. You just can't, because then you're trending a, a certain direction. But again, it's one of those things where like we're just it's all doom and gloom. Blah, it's gonna be off. Uh, but at the end, I still say State's better than Tennessee and should beat them. Absolutely. Absolutely, but does it? So I guess that's my question: Does that put more pressure on State? Because they know they they're better. They know that they're. They, you can't you can't coach out of certain things. One thing you can't coach out of is people watching television. And what I mean by that is, State's players have seen Tennessee lose to Georgia State. They have seen them lose to BYU. They've seen them get manhandled by Florida and Georgia. That how do you coach out that? They could be overconfident. That 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 to me is the biggest worry. Is an overconfidence because this team isn't good enough to be overconfident. Yeah, and it, I mean it's another worry too. I mean I know they won the K State game on the road last year, but there was there were a lot of penalties and things in that game too. They this team has not been disciplined on the road. I think the Ole Miss game last year on the road they were fine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They were fine. Uh, other than that. Um, well, well, you know, you say well, that there's a, there was there was there was a brawl. There maybe one time of kind of. But that that was yeah, on both teams. It I mean, was. That's not it a, was. But but I mean that that bears watching too. I said that going into the Auburn, and this isn't going to be the same atmosphere. I don't imagine in Knoxville that you had in Auburn. But until this team proves that it can consistently 
go on the road and be ready to play and play disciplined, it's tough to just count on that. Right. I mean, they, they looked, you know, last year at Kentucky. That was terrible. Um, yeah. You know, that, but this shouldn't be the kind of crowd out. that would. It shouldn't be, but are you confident in saying that State can go on the road and, and not play like that? Because in under the in the Joe Moorhead tenure, what is it five times out of six now they've gone on the road yeah. and haven't really. So here's what I would say to that: I'm confident they will, but I'm confident I can't say that they will. Does that make sense? <laughs> like I feel like they will do that because I don't think the, the crowd will be into it. I don't yeah. think it'll be a situation that causes pre-snap penalties. But at the same time, you can't say that because I mean, like you just said, every time they've done it in the past, they they've had problems. So yeah, that's a, that's. I mean, this is another one of those games that. I don't think Tennessee can win, but State can sure lose. You know, State can, get, yeah. State can give the game away. They can turn the ball over and commit stupid penalties and be undisciplined and give that team hope. Or you can go up there and run the football with Garrett Schrader right down Tennessee's throat the way Georgia and Florida did and win the game. And that's what I think Joe – I think Joe Moorhead's going to have to – you know, it's, we, we got a long way to go in terms of previewing all that, but this strikes me as a game where I, I would expect State to be run heavy. To really try to run the football. Not that Tennessee is great against the pass. They're not great in any facet of the game. And now you've got a true freshman quarterback. You know, he's taking over for Garantano. And it looked like he was having some early success. Success, And then it just, as it was wont to do. I mean, it was, Tennessee was up 14-13, to 13, I think. And then the next thing you know, the final score was 43-14. to 14. Yeah, it was a little bit semi-sort of kind of like that Alabama Ole Miss game where early on Ole Miss kind of looked like they were going to hang around yeah. and then before you you know you blink your eyes or well, same with like, the Vanderbilt Ole Miss game last night yeah Saturday night yeah that you know it was 10-6 at the half and then Vanderbilt forgot how to tackle you know crazy things happen but with in those games you know what happened was the regression to the mean yeah you know Florida or Florida dominated that game from the start and Georgia just whatever reason got out of the gate slow but once they got if they hadn't gotten out of the gate slow, the game is probably fifty-six to nothing. Yeah. So you know, it's it's nothing. Not too worried about that. Like I said, this is a game state should win. I think you summed it up the best. Whenever you you were saying that the reason there is pressure in this game is that because state should win. I think that sums it up the best. That, yeah. that that's why this is the biggest game of Joe Moore his career because of what we've seen so far this year and what's coming on the schedule. You got to get the wins that you're supposed to get. And this is a game that State is the better football team and should win. And if they don't, boy, it could get dicey for the for the back half of this season. It, it just could, from a from an, a fan investment standpoint, from an attendance standpoint, from a you know, I said earlier that Joe Moorhead was a polarizing figure. I, I think that the drumbeats of discontent continue to grow louder uh, if if this game is a loss. Um, He's got to have this game. <laughs> Just I, I don't think that he could lose this game and and everything just be hunky dory for the rest of the season. I, it just doesn't sound like that's possible. So no, big, big game. It's big game. And like I said, I'm I'm surprised that uh, that it's come to that. But I also have belief and faith that it's it's not going to end like that. I think that state will. Here's the thing with Moorhead right now. It's just a roller coaster. It, it, he, I think more than anything else, he just needs like two or three weeks of just smooth sailing. He and he can't really get that because just when you think it's going to be that, there's well, a, there's a something happening. Especially now, you you beat Tennessee. Okay, everything's fine. Well, then what happens when you play LSU and you lose like forty-two to seven or fifty-six to seven? You know, and then it's just like, oh, we just 
We've taken. I mean, two years ago we beat them thirty-seven to seven. Now we're losing fifty. What happened? And I mean, and looking ahead, there's a good chance that state gets. That's very possible. Drubbed. In that's that I mean. Game. That's a possible score because I think LSU was way better than Auburn. Yeah. Um. And then you have, uh, you know, then you you, you play, you know, Arkansas and A and M, and you know, those are winnable games. Maybe you win both of those, but then you play Alabama and it's it's fifty-six or seven again. Ah, you know. And then you know you have. Your best chance, and this is what happened last year too, is to win those last two games, to get to seven and five, or even you could possibly be eight and four if you could find a way to beat A and M. Yeah, and that's you're, now we're talking. Not only is he not under any pressure, everybody's pretty much back on the bandwagon, and then win the bowl game. Give yourself an off season where the last memory was a win. Yeah, and nine at nine and four, everybody's happy. I don't think nine and four is going to happen. But even at seven and five, win the bowl game and be eight and five. Yeah. And and that way everybody's they feel you just the bowl game last year killed him. It killed all the momentum yeah. of, of he, that he had when he beat the heck out of Ole Miss and and cussed their athletic director on the field <laughs> and then went to the press conference and cussed him again. Everybody was on the bandwagon. I was like, okay, we're gonna get behind that guy. And then it just he let it slip the away. Air the air came out of the balloon. <laughs> I mean, it didn't just come out of the balloon, man. It just the balloon, balloon yeah. shot o- around the moon. <laughs> So that's what you've got to have. Yeah, and if you lose this game, man, it just it's almost like all the other games, save for Abilene Christian, suddenly are on the table as possible losses. Well, I'd say that right now. They're all on the table because I mean you just their state is just not good enough to just show up and win. And they don't have the defense like they had last year that's gonna to save you. at least make it, you know, like you're not gonna be able to blow them out. So you have got, you know, if you make mistakes against that team, they'll beat you because their defense is so good so good. You don't have that this year. So that's that's where you have to be. All right, one one day tradition we will uh, keep intact. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. All right, obviously, uh, no MSU people. Everybody can have coffee this week. No no issues there. Around the SEC, we'll do two. Uh, first off, Vanderbilt. Coffee is for closers. Hey, right? you get no coffee. That's a bad team. What was I thinking taking them? Is this the Derek Mason Swan It's got to be, right? I'm I just, think so. I feel like they've taken a big step back. Now, and here's the thing I was like, oh, they don't have any quarterback play. I was never a huge Kyle Shermer guy. I, th- I didn't think he was that great. And so, like, that was my thought process was, well, that guy's not that great. Even replacing him, they should be okay. They're not. And they just, they're slow. For a coach who's supposed to be a good defensive coach, they have about 400 and some odd yards rushing. That was Ole Miss's best rushing performance since. Do you know the name, the year? Rick Cleveland it, I, tweeted it I, out. I saw, I saw the tweet. I can't remember the year, but I know it was a long time ago. 1979. Yeah. Were you born? Uh, no. That was huh. six years before I yeah, before you even were on the on planet. Earth. Yeah. So that's that's bad. So, yeah, I mean, Vanderbilt. Nashville, I know, has a lot of hipster coffee houses. You can go to none of them because you get no coffee because coffee is for closers. And then... And I've been waiting for this one. Bo Nix. No coffee for Bo Nix. Not a closer. All right? Was not a good passer in their first four wins. MSU makes him look like the second coming of Dan Marino and and Michael Vick combined. <laughs> but he was never that good. And then Florida showed what happens when he plays a real defense. And now he's still got to play LSU, Georgia, and Alabama. They're, they're a four-loss team. They should have been a five-loss team if not for a ridiculous... Hail Mary basically play against Oregon. Oregon had them beat. Basically, what I predicted is they're a little better than I predicted. 
We'll just say that. They're going to probably go 8-4, and four, and then they'll go to a bowl game, which they might lose, and they'll, they'll be 8-5. and five. Yeah. But Bo Nix played a terrible, terrible football game on Saturday. So, Did you, uh, related to that game, did you see the LSU uh, LSU Florida line? Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm very surprised by that, it to be honest huge. with you. It's 14 and a half was yeah. the last I saw. That's two top 10 teams playing each other, and one of them, I mean, I know LSU's defense is really good. Florida's defense is good, and Grantham might be a head coach next year. That guy has put, he's strung together some, his resume has gotten strong since he left Louisville. So basically, he put together a top 10 defense here at State from the – you and I know what happened with Sermon and Grant, right? But on the surface, all you see, if you're just looking at paper, is that defense was horrible in 16. Grantham comes in and they're a top 10 defense. That's all you see. And then he goes to Florida, and that defense has carried them the last couple of years. And now they – you know, Trask getting hurt. By the way, is there ever a more typical Mullen moment than your quarterback has a leg injury, so let's run him up the middle on third and two? That's the most mulling thing ever. Florida fans are like, what's he doing? And all state fans are just like, I know exactly what he's doing. <laughs> I could have called that play with my eyes closed. But Auburn is the one in this case with no coffee. Todd Grantham will be drinking high-dollar coffee very yeah. soon, I think. Uh, nationally, was there? I mean, UCLA, they're terrible. They probably shouldn't have any coffee. But for me, it's Iowa. If you, tell, if you tell Kirk Ferentz going into the game, hey, you're only going to give up 10 points, he thinks his team is going to win. Instead, they lose 10-3, to three, sloppy. Michigan's not good either. And Shea Patterson remains the most overrated player in college football. <laughs> I've never been more correct about anything than when I said on Sports Talk Mississippi that he was the most overrated player in college football. He is. But that was just an ugly, ugly game. Iowa probably should have won, but they just couldn't do anything. And I'm sure Brandon Walker was happy that Iowa took it right on the chin. Uh, they, they, they looked slow. That's as far as I'll go with that. And, uh, yeah, not good. So no coffee. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you can make coffee out of corn, but, uh, Iowa, no coffee for you. Coffee is for closers. Don't forget strange brew coffee house. When, if you're a closer, you head over there and pick something up from them. All right. Tomorrow's show. Uh, we'll hear, we'll hear from Moorhead, uh, tomorrow. So we'll get some thoughts. Hopefully. I don't think we'll have any clarity. I don't think he's just gonna come out and say someone says the court. Oh, you know, though, I'll say this about Moorhead. He has in the past sometimes just said, this is how it is, and it's been that way. Yeah. So we'll see what he's got to say on uh, Monday. Uh, We'll do our SEC picks tomorrow, and we'll start looking ahead to Mississippi State versus Tennessee. Until then. And depending on what time we record, there's at least a chance Mm -hmm. that we might have Giddy Joel on the podcast. Yeah, we'll have to go tomorrow evening because uh, what time is the Braves game? Uh, It's 2 o'clock. Okay, so yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, well, there's we'll, definitely because by the time the more, yeah, we don't have time, so yeah, yeah, I'll, we always we, Mondays are we do in the evening, our, so. our, you know, there's the other side of that, which you may get ticked off, Joel, but we'll, we'll see where it goes. Either way, my baseball season lasts till at least Wednesday. There you go. All right, for Joel T. Coleman, woo, I'm Brian Adad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.